Hype17.com, the Boston Podcast Network. It's the Josh JP Philosophy. So here they are, Josh Cohen and JP Plunkett. The boys are back. It's David Yaz here with the Boston Podcast Network introducing you to your number one podcast stars, Josh Cohen and JP Plunkett. And much to my delight, they're going to be talking a little rock and roll today. So JP, tell us why you picked this topic and where's it going? So thank you, Dave. Um, excited to be here again with my dear pal, Josh. And today we're going to talk about rock and roll bands and two or three different ways to look at how they're slotted and, and listed and ranked. Um, rock and roll bands you know the, the british version american overall um you know female subset um you know bands that really aren't bands they're solo acts uh the masqueraded as a band so it's going to be some fun and i think just to kick it off before i uh, pass the baton to, to josh here this is a combination of ticket sales uh, brand awareness um influence on other artists um uh, record sales it's it's everything and i don't think anybody would ever disagree on the top two and probably not on the top three it's got to go beatles on every single list number one rolling stones number two on every single list and probably nine out of ten lists are going to have led zeppelin as number three so that no american bands just yet and that's probably consensus on the top yeah I would, I would agree with certainly the beatles and the stones i mean the beatles did for rock and roll what you know babe ruth did for baseball right you know they came to america and they put i mean even my kids talk about it today my son's you know in sophomore in high school gonna be a junior and he's talking about the beatles and it was 60 years ago and my 10 year old daughter um for one of her birthday gifts was the Beatles sort of red album, if you will, that double album, greatest hits early to mid years. And she enjoys that as, as much as, as any, anything that's quote unquote new. So it was a red one and a blue one, right? That's right. Oh, blue, yeah, yeah. Beatles white album. I thought too. Well, that oh, was, that, a, that's an that original was a, album. that was a studio album. Right. And a great story about that was, um, McCartney was asked about 10 years ago, there was a documentary on double albums and on how they uh, usually get a little bit thin. And in hindsight, uh, bands wish that they had really just done one album. And they asked McCartney, you know, do you have any regrets about making the White Album a double album? He goes, no, not at all. <laughs> it was the Bloody Beatles White Album. Like, in other words, it was outstanding beginning to end. So there was there was no fluff in that. But So if, if we've got the Beatles, the Stones, and, and, and just about on any list, you'd say Zeppelin. The question is, you know, who were the five or six bands, seven, eight, nine bands that maybe round out four through ten? That's where you're going to get a hundred different answers. And then when does an American band get its way onto the top ten? Well, I think you know, we were talking about this prior, but and obviously I'm a big fan of the Eagles. And if you look at the talent in that beer band, I mean, Glenn Fry, Don Henley, they all had great solo careers for the most part. Obviously, Joe Walsh. And I think that's part of what makes the Eagles great. But look at the, the, the sales and the money. If you want to pull that back up, Dave, I mean, sure. uh, you know, they, they're number two. No, uh, the Eagles, $120 million, 120 million records sold. And, and there's no let up. They're still as, as strong as ever. Uh, they played the Garden, I think, 18 months ago. No, there's no question in the conversation for four through 10, you know, would be bands like 
the Eagles, the Who, the Beach Boys, um, you know, the Doors. Pink Floyd is one that uh, people tend to forget, but then once you mention it, they're like, ooh, woo. Right. Might but his, getting back to the uh, Eagles, I mean, I don't know if you saw the documentary mm-hmm. about the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they were a true rock band. And I would, I, I know you're a Zeppelin guy. I would put them, you know, maybe ahead of Zeppelin. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't. And I don't think most people would, but I hear what you're saying. I think one thing we might be able to agree on is that the Eagles, whether you think they're third overall or I think they're sixth or seventh overall, one thing I think we'll agree on, they're number one American rock band. I think they're ahead of the doors. Um, you know, they're they're ahead of Aerosmith, uh, they're ahead of Nirvana. Do you guys want to hear the? Do you guys want to hear the other candidates just for yeah. kicks and giggles? Mm-hmm. So this is just um, statistically speaking, just in terms of record sales. You guys mentioned Beatles number one, the Eagles number two, and there's a there's a vast expanse between the two. By the way, the the Eagles 183 million. Are these records album sales? I guess album sales. Album sales. Yep. Uh, Eagles 120 million. Led Zeppelin indeed number three. I don't know why Billy Joel. I guess we're doing rock artists. So, so then we so, get into the yeah, so Billy the Joel and Elton John don't count. Okay, so the next one for your category would be Pink Floyd. So numbers. I love that, Dave. Thanks for yep. putting that up there. So sneakily, I think to most people, but but not in my mind. ACDC legendary. There's not a list on earth where they wouldn't crack the top ten overall rock bands of all time, and, and frankly, in a in a hilarious sneaky way, they're going to make many lists top six, seven, eight. Right. Every time you go to a Bruins game, you hear Back in Black, um, one of the biggest selling albums of right, all time. For, right. For, and they did it with two different lead singers. I mean, shook me all night long. Might be one of the greatest songs they sang. I, I just think that they're fantastic. Somebody, a writer, once said that they may not be the, the greatest rock band of all time, but nobody rocked harder than ACDC. Isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, just just blow your face off rock. And they, yeah, they don't profess to be deeply artistic right, or, right, or, right. Or, or fancy, but boy, they get right at it, and everybody gets excited when they hear an ACDC song. But the, the other thing too, JP, you got to think about is ha- has the have these artists and their songs stood the test of time. And, you know, my kids, not that they listen to ACDC, they listen to, you know, pop. Well, I don't even know what the hell I listen to. Um, I don't either. But they can listen to an ACDC song or an Eagles song, and they like it. True. Not so much Pink Floyd. Good point. That's exactly right. I think Pink Floyd is one of those, you're either in or you're out. You know what I mean? I just don't happen to be a Floyd guy, but the people, the, the Dave Yeah, if you're tripping on acid and <laughs> watching a uh, well, laser yeah. light show in Miami, that might be different. <laughs> yeah. So, so Dave, now we get to an interesting point on, on, on the list that this creates great dialogue and energy, I think, and, and healthy discord. Rock and roll acts that sort of brand themselves as bands because they felt as though that might be cooler in a way to get the word out there better. But in my mind, they're not bands. And the number one uh, example of that, and I get so much <laughs> crap for this from my buddies on Twitter, on the golf course, in the office is the Foo Fighters. They're great. No one questions that Foo Fighters are great. But Foo Fighters is basically a David Grohl solo act, and he has, in my opinion, some very well-paid, super-talented hired guns. Mm-hmm. It's not a band. It's a solo act branded as a band. Right, but I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Foo Fighters, but... I will say, and, and you, you look at that list, and Springsteen's there, and I know you don't love Springsteen, oh. and I know it's Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, but Bruce Springsteen, to me, is, first of all, his music's fantastic. 
he is we grew up in the 80s right in okay. america so josh in the mid to late 80s and i i who doesn't like bruce springsteen i like bruce springsteen but bruce springsteen to me is the hero to sports writers like every single baseball scribe loves springsteen it's almost like come on like something in addition to just springsteen i'm worn out by that but mid 80s to late 80s bruce springsteen dumped the e street band he was a thousand percent bruce springsteen mid 80s to maybe even the early 90s there was no such thing as the e street band and i guarantee if you dug into the sort of the llc that might exist it's 100% owned by Bruce Springsteen. There's no way that Stephen Van Zandt or the, the, the estate of Clarence Clemens, they don't have any equity no. in that. They were highly paid, well-respected, talented, glorified session players. I'm sorry. Same thing as the Foo Fighters. But Springsteen's, well, once again, another Springsteen's music is, is timeless. And it relates to growing up. And I think that's what makes him so great. You know, talking about the glory days is playing into my headset right now. <laughs> but glory days, born in the USA. And I agree, and know, I agree, Jersey and I agree. Shore, Fine. You know, me and Mary. I'm not going to sing. All, please. All that's <laughs> Lincoln, true. Nebraska. Those are all true points. But he is de facto, in my mind, a solo artist. Well, that's isn't, okay. it, isn't it as simple as what you just said? If, if <laughs> someone can fire the whole band and still have the same name then there you go. That it's Bruce Springsteen is a, is a solo act by that. Um, Tom Petty Yo, so would, would have been the late Tom Petty, you know, I guess would have fallen into the same category. He did the same thing in the yeah. late 80s. The Heartbreakers? There were no Heartbreakers. Right. Full Moon Fever was a Petty album, not there a Heartbreakers yeah. album. We all love Petty, but Petty was a solo artist. You know what's an interesting example of where it went awry? The, the Jay Giles Band from, from Boston, right. now interestingly named after the guitarist, so it was his, it was his band. So they had the ability to kick out the lead singer, who was the, the whole person, Peter Wolf, the whole personality band. They kick him out, they put in another lead singer, they suck. And <laughs> it's a sad story. They were good. For, oh, I love And then what about girls rock? Um, I think the, the best girls band uh, ever is the Go-Go's. And yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. They have a documentary. What about the Bengals? The Bengals. 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 Walk like an Egyptian. Manic Monday. <laughs> Fantastic. Susanna I'm not going to quit my day job to um, to be a singer. Heart, but I think there might have been a dude in Heart, mostly girls, but I think there was a, uh, a guy in that band. But, oh, I don't think anybody would dispute, though, Go-Go's. Uh, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, but that, uh, that's really a solo uh, thing. Same and with it, Blondie. Same with the, how about the Pretenders? Uh, you're right, but they have but guys in the you're band. You're right, you're right. And they're not great. All, not all go. They're all fun, great musicians, but you want to talk about just five for five in the lineup as women. Boom. It's the Go-Go's. Yeah. So good. Any of their music on Clip Dave? Sure. Any, any, any specific requests? Nope. Oh, um, we got the beat. We got um, the beat. Vacation. Yeah. Um, and another great one that you could say is it rock and roll is it a band most people would say it's 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 more pop and r&b and it's not a band but prince and the revolution certain songs uh, are rock and roll then you could argue it's it's not a band it's, it's really prince but it you know pur purple rain is a rock and roll anthem right up there with stairway to heaven right one could argue though jp if you look at music then and now if you listen to country which obviously i'm a huge fan of the Eagles are kind of a country band, well, as and, of today, and, and by today's standards. And that's, and even I think in their heyday of the '70s, people viewed them as more of a, a country band. And and I think that's why they brought in Joe Walsh 
Um, they were already worldwide famous when they brought Joe Walsh in in 1977 or whatnot. I think they wanted that rock and roll oomph to round out the fact that maybe they weren't just a country rock back band. They were a real rock band. So I got a treat for you here. This isn't, this is the original version of we got the beat as the go-go's did it. It's going to sound a little different than you're used to. Yeah, that sounds punk. They like they wanted to be a punk band. They were so hot too. They were. <laughs> and Belinda Carlisle um, had a great solo career. She, she certainly did. But yeah. before the Go Go's, she was in a punk band called the Germs with um, the fella that did session work with Nirvana and now is kind of in the Foo Fighters, uh, Pat Smear. Oh, there you go. So uh, I'm really fired up though for their for their um, documentary, and I think you'll see a boom of uh, Go Go's on the radio. And you know, once COVID clears away i wouldn't be surprised if there's a world tour and um you know the, the go who doesn't like the go-go's i think if you don't if you so have, fun if you have ears you like the go-go's <laughs> so i think you know rock and roll talks always fun nobody disputes beatles one stones two and then after that it's just a good friendly so dialogue. Many good bands just to wrap it up guys we'll run through the rest of this list quickly and just maybe a one or two word analysis of uh so we talked we already talked about the stones next on the list would be aerosmith Great band. They're great. Boston. It's puzzling to me. They've gone very quiet the past three, four years. But, of course, Aerosmith is, you know, anyone well, who grew up They Boston. are old. <laughs> Metallica. I've gone quiet the last few months, too. The <laughs> next, Yeah, the next on the list in terms of album sales is Metallica, which is, I guess it's, it's not surprising. But at some point it was very surprising because they never had radio play. Right. And, I mean, you look at Van Halen. I mean, Van David Halen's Lee next. Roth. Eddie, I mean, well, Nobody my, was a better guitarist than Eddie Van Halen. So in my opinion, you know, th these lists aren't really opinion lists. I mean, the Beatles, Stones, and, and, and Zeppelin, I don't think anyone can deny that, in, in my opinion. Now, Van Halen is probably my fourth or fifth favorite, but I'll admit they're not all-time top ten. No. So, well, no, but, you know, you're growing up in the, I mean, you got to remember the demographic that, obviously, we're speaking to. Van Halen, 1984, was Jump, right? Yeah. And I mean, music videos Trend were setting. coming out. It's yep. the first time that we we saw that David Lee Roth with his leather pants and his long hair, and you know that was my youth. Yeah, my youth. <laughs> Next on the list, Fleetwood Mac, uh, JP, rock band, Fleetwood Mac. So uh, I I now believe they're a rock band. It's amazing. Like two years ago, I would have put them more in the um, poppy soft category. But it's it's awesome how your musical tastes and perspectives can uh, can evolve and change. And I'm on this Fleetwood Mac high right now, and um, absolute rock band, and probably in and around ten, eleven, twelve of all time. Now they're a combination British and American, so they don't climb up that oh, American right. list. Yeah. Yeah. Mick Fleetwood. And then um, next on the list, we go to Ireland. You two, yeah. you're not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. I like you two, but I think I'm poisoned by every Irish Catholic guy that looks like J.P. Plunkett in Boston and was taught <laughs> you have to love you two. You two is, of course, they're fine, they're good, but they're like Springsteen to me. People that don't love music tend to love Springsteen and you two, and, and they're both good. But I think they're both a touch overrated. Sorry, sacrilegious to me. Don't love you too. Yeah, I, I like them. I don't love them. 
Well, you know, they've been at it for how many, since the, the mid-80s, and so therefore, if I, I, we could look this up, obviously, but they've been together for more than, certainly more than three decades, close to four decades, and have they amassed as many memorable songs as the Beatles no. did? Oh. It just goes to show how great the Beatles were. The Beatles, together well, that's, that's for really not only eight, eight years, right? right. right. It's and amazing. A hundred plus hits. Yeah. I mean, there's bands that have been together 30 years that don't have five hits. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. So it's 15. The Beatles. No, the, 15 on that list. Yeah. So oh, Jerry, no, yeah, just to finish out, the, uh, the 15th best-selling uh, rock artist of all time is uh, Journey. I'm kind of surprised to see them there, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah boy, they've had a second wind with um, the, the karaoke singer that took over for Steve Perry. Yeah, right. Um, right. But sure, Journey's, Journey's fun. You know, Probably best known for being in the final episode of The Sopranos. But I, I just can't stop thinking about the, the more and more we get through life, how in 2020, the Beatles are arguably, forget about being the best of all time, they might be the best today. I, I wonder if there's even two or three acts that are quote-unquote brand new that have more influence well, they, at this they, very they, moment. They invented rock and roll, basically. I mean, you can go back and say Elvis did, but they invented rock and roll, and... It, their songs are timeless. Correct. Whereas some of these other songs, they're not. I mean, "Jump" by David Lee Roth is not a timeless song. I mean, we're we're old guys, but but we were maybe too young to to appreciate the Beatles in their time. I mean, that, that maybe I'm stating the obvious. They, I was seven formed, years old when John Lennon died. So okay, I mean, so there you go. But but did you go through a Beatles phase as a as a young man? Well, I remember one of the first two or three albums I ever had was Double Fantasy. And my dad brought it home from Strawberry's Records at the South Shore Plaza um, for me. Menendez, uh, right? And I remember I was out sick from school. I think it was in third grade. And he wanted to you know, get me a treat. And he brought me home Double Fantasy. And gosh, maybe two weeks later, it was announced on uh, Monday Night Football by Howard Cosell. Well, the, pa yeah. the Patriots were playing. Yep. That John Lennon had died. You know, Josh was seven. I think I was nine. And I was truly heartbroken. Yep. And... Um, you know, if I think about it too much now, I, I don't it, cry. It, it bums me out. No, it, it's a brutal thing. Ringo, eighty years old this week. He's fantastic. Better Paul than McCartney ever. looks. They, they both look great. George Harrison, unto himself, could have been a superstar, but on the Beatles, he was the third man on the totem pole, and never got uh, upset by that. Just, just four superstars that melded together with minimal ego, and. Um, a hundred years from now, people are going to be raving about them and perhaps not raving about many other artists that, that, that we know. Well, just to cheer you up, JP, we'll go out with a little uh, John Lennon, one of his I got the I got songs, the I uh, instant karma. tissues if you need them. <laughs> <laughs> Yoko, Sean, Julian, if you're listening, we miss John. I'm sure Yoko is uh, listening to the podcast right now, JP. <laughs> and don't forget our good friend Dave Wedge and Casey Sherman. They have a, a book with uh, James Patterson. Former guest of the show, Dave Wedge, coming out uh, Christmas time on uh, the circumstances uh, leading up to and um, post John Lennon's tragic uh, assassination back in 1980. And we encourage you to go back and listen to that interview that Josh and JP did with Dave Wedge and all the back episodes of the Josh JP philosophy. Find them anywhere you find your podcast. Please subscribe. Please leave a, leave a comment. Thank you, boys. Have we solved all the rock and roll's mysteries? We've solved all the world's problems today, Good. JP. Absolutely. Great fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening. See you next time. And, of course, to get in touch with our host, just check the show notes of this podcast for all the ways to get in touch with Josh and JP. Thanks for listening. Better recognize your brothers. Everyone you meet. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and please share it with a friend or a colleague in your network who would be interested. The show is supported by Red Dome Realty and Legacy Financial Group. For more information on these organizations and how to get in touch with your host, check the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for listening.